Hello, welcome to Over the Rainbow, Achieving Mental Health for Real. Today we have a guest, his name is Rashad Bundles. How are you, Rashad? I'm great, how are you? Do I have your name right? Oh, yes, sir. Okay. All right, Rashad and I, we're going to talk about some subjects, um, dealing with mental illness. Um, can you tell a little bit about your background, Rashad? Yeah, um, I'm from North Carolina, and I'm from a town called Wilmington. It's right on the coast. We have three beaches here. Um, spent most of my life here. Kind of bounced around all over the East Coast, North and South. Um, I've been back in North Carolina for about four years now. Um, but yeah, I just grew up playing sports and among other things. And you know, I went to college and dropped out of college and kind of moved around a lot. Started a few businesses, and uh, I now have two daughters. One just turned four, um, and then I have one that's a year and a half. So that's what kind of brought me back to the area because um, most of my family is from this area. So I wanted to have that family support system, you know. Yeah, I'm here in Charlotte, so oh yeah, it's a little bit of a ways. You had said that you had had some PTSD. Could you go over? Yes. Could you go over that? Um, yeah, I was actually. It backdates to around 2008, but I was clinically diagnosed with chronic PTSD um, in 2010. And that chronic PTSD is when it, typically when it extends past a year's time and um, other treatments and forms of therapy have not solved the, the post-traumatic stress. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've had that in depression for... 12 years now clinically diagnosed in 2010 so diagnosed in 2010 so 10 plus years if you go off of the date of when i was clinically diagnosed. How, how old are you can i ask how old you are uh, i'm yeah i'm 28 okay all right so what is the ptsd about um so i grew up in gang territory oh, so boy. there was a lot of you know i was in the streets um there was a lot going on a lot of gun violence um, near death experiences, lost a lot of friends, a lot of family members. I stopped counting a long time ago. So just dealing with that for years upon years, um, that led to me just being diagnosed and, um, just being super paranoid, having flashbacks. Um, it's hard for me to sleep at night. So it's like insomnia. And then when I sleep, it's typically when I have dreams, they're flashbacks. Okay. Um, not exactly. Sometimes they're exact events that took place. And sometimes it's something that hasn't taken place, but it stemmed from something that has taken place. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. But so you lived in areas that uh, had a lot of gang violence, you're saying? Right. All yeah. over the East Coast, just North and South. But yeah, um, gang, a lot of gang territory, um, a lot of gun violence and stuff like that. Wow. From my teenage years on. So um, I, it wasn't until I was 18 and I left and um, tried to go to college that I was able to, like, kind of get out of that environment. Yeah. And then that's when I started, you know, noticing the changes in my body. And um, really, even though I wasn't in that environment anymore, I was still treating it like I was in that environment. Yeah. Just my mental and the paranoia and the flashbacks. And then I started doing... Um, 
going to talk to a doctor to see what was exactly going on. And they referred me to a therapist and I've tried, you know, multiple different therapists, group therapy, different medicines and things like that. And has anything worked for you? Uh, no, not exactly. Uh, I mean, cause obviously I'm still dealing with it. This is something at this point, um, it's something I'm gonna have to deal with for the rest of my life yeah. just because of how long it's been and how long it was that I was in that environment. Um, yeah. a lot of the times the physicians or the therapists I was going to see, they were like, just, you know, had that deer in the headlights look when you started to open up and share things with them. And then they oh, really? just tell, they were like, yeah, they were like, you know, kind of like, I don't know how to go about this. And then they <laughs> would just refer me to other therapists that so I got frustrated. And then, um, I tried group therapy and then kind of the same scenario, just over and over, over the years where they would just refer me to somewhere else. And of course, I tried different medications and things like that. But what was the, what was the uh, medications that you tried? If I can ask. Uh, I've tried numerous different SSRIs. Right. Um, um, there's inhibitors and things like that. So like yeah. citrulline, and there's a lot of different ones. Yeah. Uh, I've tried Xanax. Xanax worked for me. Like I can function on it. Yeah. But what I found with Xanax is like the minute I went to sleep. And I woke up, I forgot everything that happened after it kicked in. Oh, that's not good. Uh, if I went somewhere and did all these things, I can function. I'm fully functional. But the minute I went to sleep and woke up, everything that happened, yeah. I don't remember any of it. So I stopped taking that. Uh, are you working? Are you working presently? Yes. Um, so we actually just got to go ahead from the governor on Friday to, you know, reopen everything that's going on with the coronavirus and everything. Okay. So I, I got the green light to start working again. Okay. But I'm going to actually wait until June 1st to resume work. Okay, that's great. And uh, the area you live in now is, is good? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah I'm, in a, I'm in a good space now. Um, you know, like I said, I have two kids. It's definitely very important for me to like raise them in an environment, not anything remotely close to that I was exposed to growing up. Yeah. Um, so... You have trouble sleeping at night. You you have dreams about the the past experiences, right? Okay, right. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's always been, you know, hard for me to go to sleep at night. It's like kind of like that night owl factor. But then, you know, I noticed. I started to notice it. It became even harder to fall asleep in the beginning. And then when I would fall asleep and I have dreams, there were always flashbacks, like real flashbacks when I'm waking up right. and like sweating, heart racing, oh um, just like just really bad dreams. And I still deal with that to this day. It's like every time I fall asleep and I have a dream, it's that, but I sleep really light too. So sometimes I don't even have dreams, but I never really remember uh, half of them or most of them, to be honest. Like it's like I wake up and I remember it right away, but then I start moving and yeah. I kind of start to kind of like piece together like what it all means and i just right. it doesn't stay my background i don't know if you know my background i've major depression anxiety ocd adhd and dyslexia people don't believe i have all that but they do and i finally got to retire right. so that's good um one of the, one of the things you wanted to talk about was how the pandemic has impacted you you, you said you did stop working right Right. I stopped working um, around March 11th. 
is when every like we officially just shut everything down. And then that next week is when the governor stepped in and just shut everybody else down. Okay. So, um, but were yeah, you being paid for that time period? I uh, no, no. Um, being self-employed, being an entrepreneur is all. It's like if I don't work, I don't get paid. So oh, that's um, bad. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah. So I wasn't able to work and make money through that way. I, I did have, you know, supplement income from um, online e-commerce sales and, and things like that. Um, but I was, I, I've been fine this whole time as far as like economically, I could have been a lot better, or a lot further ahead if I was able to, but you know, it is what it is. That was just the cars that we would tell. Okay. And, um, but, but yeah, so it's been, I would say like in the beginning phase, I was excited and nobody knew how long it was last. It was going to last. It was rumored that it'd be a few weeks to a month. So I'm like, okay, I can, I can do that. You got time off then. And- you right. So, yeah. you know, I'm like, all right, this is, I'm going to take this time off. Cause I'm very high motor. I'm always going. Mm-hmm. My days are usually like 19 to 20, 20, 21 hour days. So, wow. um, I was like, this is going to force me to pause and like allow myself to rest. Right. So I try to look at it in that positive light. And in the beginning, you know, I, I rested and things like that. And, um, and then I had like a rough three week patch, two and a half to three week patch where, you know, uh, the thing about having PTSD and depression is like, even if everything is going right, it could still hit you and you just feel like shit for no reason. Like, yeah. you know, it just comes out of nowhere and it hits you and you can't do anything about it. Like really. Did they go um, uh, through like, uh, if you get a bad thought, you should stop it before it goes too far. Um, Nah, they try to, one thing they try to get me to do after trying so many different things was, uh, I forgot exactly the name, but it's basically where it's like a form of hypnosis, I guess, where they try to recreate the events, right. take you back to the place where you went through the events, but then try to rewrite the history so it's right. like it never happened. Like, and it was important for me that like I lost a lot of people close to me during that time, so I didn't want to alter with that, you know, so I, I turned that down. I believe he's talking about eye movement desensitization reprocessing called EMDR. At the time of the recording, I couldn't think of that name. So what are you going to do? What What do you plan to do in the future to help um, I think it's important, and even during this time, during this pandemic, it's just to really surround yourself with as much positive energy as possible. Uh, I've been, you know, obviously with not like, not being able to work or do the things that I would normally do. I've been doing a lot of getting out of the house and like just going for walks, like nature walks and going on different trails and things like that. Um, just to try to kind of meditate and try to get more in tune with, um, my mind and my spiritual side. Um, I also think mm-hmm. it's important when you work, um, I'm an entrepreneur on my own business. So I think it's important too that the work that you do isn't high stress in, in in the sense that it's something that you hate doing because it just makes it worse. Right. Uh, my place for me is like when I'm working, I get to create, I get to be creative and come up with these different ideas and see them come to life. So for me, when I'm working, I get to zone out and kind of take my mind off of things. So I think it's important for people to try those, okay. try to do more work that they actually love to do. What, 
I might have missed it. What was specifically the work? Uh, your work? I own a company called Black Sheet Media. Um, we do a lot of e-commerce uh, design, web design, and management, and promotional content creation for social media through oh, okay. photos and video. And then actually okay. on June 1st, um, um, opening a hair studio in downtown Wilmington called Innovators wow. um, Hair Studio in downtown Wilmington on June 1st. So I have those two under my belt. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I'm i from the IT area, and uh, the politics in that are, uh, you know, corporate America. I, I, I couldn't deal with it anymore right. at this point. So I decided to take early retirement because I also have spinal problems, uh, disability. So um, it, it was time to, to, to leave. <laughs> but um, so you said you had different forms of therapy. Is there like some kind of name of the therapies that you uh, tried? Yeah, I'm not sure the, the names, but yeah, I've just gone to multiple different individual therapists. And then I try like the group therapy and different medications over the years and then they tried to get me to do the one where they like rewrite your memory or whatever yeah i i think i know I what you're talking the name about of that yeah are, are you satisfied with your treatment at this point as far as uh, mental health or do you think you can get into something else that would help you more um i'm just gonna right now i'm kind of trying different medications. Like right now, I'm still taking the SSRIs, like the citrulline, and I'm also taking something, uh, I forgot the name of this, for um, ADHD. But so right now, I'm kind of just adjusting. Next step for me is like, I don't like the way the medicine is making me, has made me felt. So I haven't taken it in a couple of weeks. So I'm trying to, yeah, my next step for me is getting in with my doctor and then just kind of adjusting my dosing and if that doesn't work then trying something else. Um, that's the thing with the medicine too. Everybody reacts differently to it. So oh, yeah. you kind of have to play with the dosing, play with the different types. And, and also then you're combining, if you have multiple things that you're treating, you got to think about what you're combining it with your lifestyle. So there's a lot of factors that go into yeah. it. Yeah. I took a lot of uh, ADHD type medicine like Ritalin and I couldn't get through any of them. I took about six of them and they were all just uh, made me feel really strange and, and I couldn't take them for more than a couple of weeks. So I still have pretty bad ADHD. Have you found that ADHD is, is a problem in your life? Uh, cause it's for me, I, I, I consider it a, a huge uh, problem. When I'm working, it's not a problem because it actually works in my favor to be high motor like yeah. running a company. But sometimes it, it is a problem like when you're trying to unwind at the end of the day and you're trying to relax and and then my nerves just kind of get the firing off and I'm getting super anxious. It can stimulate me to have uh, to be a trigger for me to get super anxious. And so in that sense, it, it is a problem for me. You have a super focus. That's a product of ADHD. Super focus. Do you have that? Right. Yes, I do. Okay. So when you're in your job, you're kind of super focusing, and then right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the problem I had, and I, maybe you have it too, is that you get the adrenaline running for the week for working, and then you sit back on Saturday or Sunday, 
and it, you kind of come down, which is what used to happen to me. I used to just wake up on Sunday morning just crying for no reason. So, um, have you experienced something like that? Where, uh, where you kind of want a day off, you kind of were down, got down and depressed? Uh, yeah, actually, I've experienced it on both sides, on days where I have, like, the most important thing I need to do, like a big project or something like that, and I'm kind of in that mood or in a, uh entertainment or social setting where I'm meeting with a group of people, and I just, it, it's not anything particularly wrong, like, that happened that makes me feel that way. It's just, it just happens, and and it just kind of takes over me. And it also, it happens on this where... You know, I have nothing going on, and I just, I just feel it, and it just kind of takes over that way too. So, yeah, I definitely experience it on days off and days where I have a lot to do as well. So, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't care. It's just going to show whatever it wants to show up. Yeah, I, you know, I consider that for myself. I don't know about you, uh, kind of like an adrenaline junkie, right? You, you, you get the adrenaline for the week. And then Saturday comes and boom. And I've, I've talked to other people and, and they have similar reactions to, to yeah, all of this. Definitely when I don't have anything to narrow my focus in on, where my mind just kind of like, I'm in my head a lot, you know, it's just kind of racist and, yeah. and it just yeah, brings you I down. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I try to practice like, there's a certain type of day where I'm, I get more anxious and depressed for some reason. And I try to practice the stop thinking method, which is like, when you do have a bad thought, just put like a stop sign in your head and just try to replace that with a better thought. I mean, that's one thing I tried and that seemed to work, works pretty good for me. Right. And I've tried um, that sometimes like I can feel myself and I'm like, I feel that change coming. I'm like, wait, what's going on? I'm like, and I try to get ahead. I can get ahead of it. And then sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it just hits me all at one time and I don't have a chance to try to get ahead of it. And then I'm next, you know, I'm in the deep end trying to swim out of it. That's a problem. Um, I don't, I haven't figured out why I have a problem. Do you have a, like during the day, do you, does your anxiety get worse or better at a certain time or? It's pretty much even during the day. Yes, it's pretty much even. There's not like a particular time of day or a particular day of the week. Um, there is a particular season of the year where I guarantee every time around April Christmas. and like Christmas. Yeah, every time. Yeah. Just because you start to think about the people that you lost and things oh, yeah. like that. And one of the closest people that I lost was my, my older brother. And, um, oh my God. yeah, he, he was murdered. Sorry, in, I'm sorry. About yeah. He was murdered in 2008. So that's what oh really God. put me, you know, over the edge. That yeah. was like the tipping point for yeah. me. So thinking about him a lot and now that I have kids and thinking about the fact that he's not able to be here and see them and experience things that's like terrible. that. So yeah, definitely Christmas and like his, around his birthday, it's like guaranteed, but there's not a particular time of day or day of the week that is more like okay. I'm more prone to it than others. All right. Do you have other siblings, or was he your only sibling? Uh, not by blood, no. So he was okay. my only one by blood. Yeah, it's a terrible loss. I mean, that's part of your, uh, you know, you had to grieve that. Uh, grieving can take a long time for people that are very close to you like that. 
so it's probably part of your uh, experience. Um, yeah, so you got you got a lot on your on your plate there. Absolutely. Um, so now you're going to uh, individual therapist. Uh, right, right now I'm trying to. I'm in the middle of changing who she, okay. who, who I go see, because this last person right. was like really unprofessional, and um, she had that, that dear in her life, so yeah. she was actually trying to refer me anyway. Uh, so yes. the next step for me is just adjusting what I'm already taking, and then try to get in to see someone new. Okay, that's good. Yeah, make sure you do that. But, uh, you gotta keep on top of it. It's, it's, you know. It's very important, I think, to talk it out with someone. Um, and you you said you tried some groups. Yes, I group I, therapy. Yeah, I've tried some um, two different groups. Um, it just I don't know. I just, it just didn't feel right, and it, it also I was in a different place in my life at that time. So that might be something. That's definitely something I'm still open to trying again. Um, one yeah. thing that I did once I stopped therapy. Cause I thought they're going to be for a few years, like two years. And one thing I got into was actually speaking engagements, going around to at-risk teens, uh, who were similar situations or backgrounds that I come from and just sharing my yeah. story and just kind of letting them see that I'm on the other side of this in the sense that I'm not in that environment anymore, just to kind of yeah. give them that hope, you know? Right. Exactly. All right, Rashad. Um, I think you you have to stay on top of it as much as, as possible. Oh, one thing I, did, I forgot to ask you, did you ever do a 12-step group? Or did you ever hear of a 12-step group? No, I didn't do a 12-step. I highly recommend it. Those are, uh, I used to go to a group called CODA, Codependence Anonymous. And what you do is you share your story, and then the next person goes and they share, but there's no crosstalk. So, so each person goes one one at a time. You might want to check a, a group like that out. Okay. Um, it's it's mainly it started for Alcoholics Anonymous, and then it just uh, what I went to was sort of generic. It's called CODA, C O D A, and it's um, there's not that many uh, meetings around anymore. But if you can find one, you might want to check that out. Okay. Um, okay. That might that might be able to help you as well. Uh, you know, I I wish uh, only good luck for you. Uh, you. You said you're going right back to work, right? This week or next week? Correct. Correct. Definitely ready to get okay. back to it. That that'll be good. And um, you know, keep in touch. Um, you know, you can you can reach me at any time at. Uh, my email is over the rainbow bob at gmail dot com. Okay. So if you if you want to send something, I'll, I'll respond. Um, I wish you luck. I hope you can fully recover from this uh, soon. Uh, you, you're still young, so you should have a, a chance. I I think uh, you know just time makes it better. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you, you've been very close to it. I mean, you're not that far removed from it, so I think time will make it better. Or and and possibly keep exploring the medication. Uh, the Xanax is kind of a, supposed to be like a temporary fix, but uh, 
any kind of SSRI, uh, like Paxil or Prozac or Zoloft, that may be able to help, uh, with the, with the symptoms of the problem. So, um, that, that, that's, uh, in the long run, I think that's going to help you if you keep trying to, to, to make sure you're on the right medication, something that doesn't make you feel strange or, you know, where you lose track of time or anything like that. All right. It's, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, yeah, same. I appreciate uh, you bringing me on, you know, allowing me to share my story and definitely, um, yeah. let me know when the show airs. Yes. Yeah. I'll, what I'll do is I'll, uh, do you have anything you, you want to plug as far as a, you said you might have a podcast? Uh, I don't have a podcast yet, but I, I will have one later this year. Um, but right now, if okay. you want to stay up to date on that, I'm also, po- I'm going to start posting more on my personal Instagram page. So um sharing more of like my day to day behind the scenes, uh, talking more about my battle and things like that. So if you want anybody wants to follow that journey, you can follow me on Instagram at I am J bundles. So that's I am the letter J bundles, B U N D L E S. Um, so you can follow me there and follow my journey and I'll keep you guys updated on that's great. my battles and everything yeah. like that. Uh, send me that link. Uh, through Messenger, and I'll put it up on the the description of the page. Awesome, sounds good. What? what? Okay, <laughs> okay, Rashad. All right, thanks for Take having me. Take care. Take care. Okay, that, that was uh, Rashad Bundles, and he has gone through a lot in his early childhood, um, dealing with gangs, and unfortunately, his brother was murdered. Um, so that's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, I went back and inserted the EMDR, which is the treatment that he was talking about. He wasn't quite ready for it, but uh, I heard good and bad. Uh, if you go back to the episode PTSD and me with the Australian fellow, he has an alternative to that method um but again that's unproven so i guess you roll the dice and you take your chances i mean it could work out good for you and it could uh, lead to even further issues so i'll leave that up to rashad to figure out and hopefully he does and hopefully he recovers totally i think it was a good episode um I'm here at over the rainbow bob at gmail.com. Just waiting for your emails. Uh, you can post on my Facebook page, uh, which is the normal name over the rainbow, uh, achieving mental health for real. And also on Instagram with the same name. Um, if you can post or subscribe or whatever, that would, that would be helpful for me to know, uh, you know, if I'm doing, uh, any service here and helping you people out. And that's my main goal. So, um, we'll probably have some more shows on PTSD, but this, this was a, 
pretty heavy show about the 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 disease and uh it's just unfortunate that anyone has to go through such a thing all right so that's it for over the rainbow for today have a great memorial day and um i'll be back soon with another episode take care bye bye now